Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Teen Titans. Today we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 5, titled The Sum of His Parts. Uh, yet another very good episode. Uh, this does a great job of really expressing the type of tonal balance that I love with Teen Titans. Uh, on one hand, it is probably the most bizarre episode we've seen so far. And yet, on the other, it's also this amazing character piece uh, for Cyborg in particular. Sort of showing how his human side clashes with his technological side. With his robotic side. How, like, the the two halves of the Cyborg sort of clash with one another in really, really well-written ways. In really clever, really well-fleshed-out ways. Uh, so first off, I want to talk about the villains that are introduced in this episode. Uh, the first being Mumbo. Oh boy, Mumbo. <laughs> Mumbo is a bizarre villain. He is... He's insane. I'm just gonna say that much. He is an insane character who shows up to do insane things. Uh, he's this remarkable side villain who will just show up, cause some magical chaos, and then go back from whence he came. Uh, In fact, I can't remember how often Mumbo appears in this show, Uh, but he actually appears fairly often. If I remember correctly, it had to have been like once every couple seasons I'm looking this up on uh, the IMDB right now just to just to see because I'm now like totally spacing on just how how recurring he is but anyway the point is he is a guy who will show up and just go nuts, and just do really insane shit, uh, and he's a great little B story for this episode, as opposed to the main villain, Fix-It, who, oddly enough, voiced by the same dude, Tom Kenny voices both Mumbo and Fix-It, which is very bizarre, by the way, I looked it up, apparently he only appears in two episodes, there's this, and then one in season three, uh, at least those are the only two in which he is 
voiced. Uh, he might have a voiceless cameo in some other episode down the line. In fact, I'm pretty sure he does. Anyway, none of this matters. Mumbo, real good side villain. Uh, Fix It, the main villain of this episode, uh, is also very well done. Uh, and he's this great little antithesis. He's this great little opposite of Cyborg. Whereas Cyborg has human components while still being very much technological. Still remembers what it's like to be human. Still remember what it's like to feel and live biologically and has been able to merge the two in a fairly rocky but still pretty elegant way as we see a lot in this episode fix it is just he's made himself into a cold unthinking unfeeling machine uh he has totally divorced himself from whatever humanity he had uh, and has just gone underground to tamper with things and uh, fix things, do repairs. And he's a completely robotic, completely technological organism. And he had that great reveal where Cyborg, like, pulls on his little cloak. And you see his innards, which is just, like, the bare bones of a biological being, but... It's all just connected cybernetically, and it's like the bare minimum, and it's just this science fiction freak show. Uh, But him clashing with Cyborg and saying, oh, Cyborg, you have biological components. They are flawed, they are not perfect like technology, and they have to be quote-unquote repaired. And this comes in the midst of Cyborg, by the way, having some resentment for the technological side of him. Uh, Not to say that he isn't proud on the day-to-day, but on this particular day, his power cell is dying. And he's having a great day in the park. It's wonderful. He's eating all these ribs. He's playing football. And then he kind of shuts down, powers back up again. And it's like, oh, great. My power cell is dying. That, that sucks. And you have this really heartbreaking moment where he's just like, just because I can't have fun doesn't mean uh, you shouldn't. I'm going to go back to the tower and uh, swap this out. Man, it was a nice day. And by the way, obviously this is not the same, but I kind of know how it feels to be looking forward to something and then something going on in your body that you can't control kind of Fs with it. Uh, For me, it is my anxiety. Uh, I will have certain things that I want to take part in. I will have certain things that I want to enjoy and not have to think about and just relish the opportunity of but then I get in my own head and things happen and physical manifestations of it emerge particularly in the gut and I kind of ruin it for myself Uh, I'm kind of able to relate to Cyborg in this moment in this little tiny moment Uh, but it's obviously not the same it's obviously not a one to one comparison but I felt the need to kind of share that. I watched this today and was like, 
Oh. You know, as I go into, uh, as I go deeper and deeper into adulthood, as I get older, and as I start to deal with these physical manifestations of anxiety more, I start to have to deal with this type of stuff more. I start to have to deal with getting in my own head and having these physical manifestations and having to sort of sit out things I'd rather, I, I'd otherwise would love to take part in. Like, I kind of relate to him in that moment, but whatever. Uh, we also have that great, uh, that great scene with the kid with the prosthetic arm, which I... I loved, I, I loved seeing Cyborg interact with that kid, uh, both in that very first scene and at the very, very end of the episode where he's like, yeah, we are the same, but it's not, it's not the arm that makes us the same, it's what's connected to it, uh, sort of having been like, sort of having a renewed appreciation of his biological to technical balance. Like, he appreciates the technical side of himself, uh, and he takes care of the technical side of himself, and it's a net benefit, but he also appreciates, like, he doesn't want to go any more technological than he already is. Uh, and sometimes those two sides of him will clash, like in the beginning of this episode, uh, but for the most part, like, he is... He's the best of both both worlds, basically. Uh, he's the best of biology, and he's the best of technology, and he likes that balance. Which is what makes the idea that Fix-It comes along and is like, your biological components need to be replaced, so terrifying to him. So unacceptable. As much as he is okay with being half robotic, he doesn't want to be whole robotic. Like, that's just hell to him. It'd be hell to any human being, basically. And he fights against this again and again and again and again and again and again. And Fix-It's uh, remaining, to, sticking to his guns like, no, 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 no. Biological is imperfection. Biological is imperfection. Biological is imperfection. Until Fix-It starts to take a peek into Cyborg's memories. And he sees the world through his eyes. Through, hum through human eyes. And is reminded of the beauty of the world. And now the tables have turned. Now Fix-It realizes He's the one that's broken, and Cyborg needs to repair him. All this, by the way, while the Titans are going through two really good action set pieces. Uh, the first being that big chase with Mumpo, where Mumpo just shows how bizarre of a character he is, and just how insane his antics are, and it's wonderful and hilarious and amazing. And then also that attack with all of Fix-It's robots. They're fighting all those robots trying to get to Cyborg. And that's a really good sequence as well. Uh, but I really like the story this episode tells. Uh, I really like the way it wraps up. Uh, I really like how they analyze Cyborg and his uh, relationship between the biological and technical sides of himself. Uh, the conclusion that is reaffirmed by the end of this episode that... 
the humanity is what really makes him him and the technical side the technical side is just an add-on that occasionally will yeah become an inconvenience but like this episode is really a showcase of even though cyborg is only half human the human half is what makes him him and the technical stuff is just something he has to deal with like that's sort of the thesis of this episode and it's great it's so so well handled uh but yeah solid episode all around uh if you like this favorite the podcast anchor.fm slash tv archives so you can be here every single monday through friday as i go through every single episode of this and other shows and you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer feel free to call in as well it's simplest just to push a button on the Anchor app, I'll play those on the show from time to time, if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly by Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, on Monday, we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 6. Talk to you then.